Welcome everyone to another episode of Doze Knows. This episode is being brought to you in part by Hurley GoPro, Oakley, Kona Boys, Kona Coffee and Tea, Maverick Sport Fishing, Deuce Gym, and Original Nutritionals. Don't forget you can find me on all social media outlets such as Dozer Dave on Instagram, Dozer Dave Barnett on Facebook, Dozer Dave Knows on Twitter, and also you can go to my website, www.dozenose.com, where you get to see a more in-depth look at our guests. You can see their bios, links to their own websites and social media, and also photos and videos and all kinds of good stuff and links to our sponsors as well that uh, if it wasn't for them, this wouldn't be happening. Um, this week, I have a great guest. He's a, he's a good friend. You guys might remember a few years back, on my social media, I posted a picture of this guy. He had his face all smashed up from surfing on the reef and cloud break in Fiji. And I was like giving him an injection in the side. Well, that's our guest today. That's Chad Campbell. He is a boatman down in Tavaro, which is a lifeguard. He takes you out there and uh, shows you how to get barrel to make sure that you're safe out there. And he's also from Kona. He's a uh, international filmmaker. Uh, director, producer, the whole shebang. Uh, the guy's just super, super talented. He also is a rapper. <laughs> he's one of the rappers from Arena Productions. And he's also uh, started the Kona Surf Film Festival. So that's, that's his baby. It's actually coming up here on January 28th. And what that is, is it's an international film festival where People can bring all their movies in and showcase them there. It's like the biggest thing that happens on our island. It, it's star-studded. Everybody comes. There's live music. It's the happening thing to do in Kona, on the Big Island, in the state of Hawaii on January 28th. This year, we have special guests. One of the movies is Given. It's uh, done by our good friends, Daisy Goodwin and Amayan Goodwin. And... It's a story about them and their kids and traveling and what it what it's like to be a father and take your son and do something that your father took you and did. It's it's a really, really killer movie. I suggest that everyone go see this um, or go buy it, rent it, whatever it is you guys need to do. It's an insane movie. But my guest is insane, Chad Campbell. Chad, I'm so excited to have you on, on the show. So uh, let's give a big warm welcome to Chad. Chad, welcome to Doze Nose. Thank you, Doze. I'm excited to have you on the show, dude. We've been talking about this for a while. Yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like I, I don't, like my story is all that interesting to be on a podcast. So that's that's all. Well, you know, you got you do you do have a great story, and um, you're a great talker. So <laughs> sometimes that's all that people want to hear. Right. So um, you know, we're sitting in the most picturesque place. It looks like a freaking Corona commercial right it now. It does. 
and uh, we're sitting in a, in a little what do you what do you call this? A little palapa. Yeah, little pal. It would be a palapa in Mexico. Yeah. Um, just a little. But we're know, in Fiji. Basically, a hut, <laughs> uh, umbrella with uh, palm fronds as the roof and white sand beach. A couple twenty-eight foot pongas out front. Actually, about ten of them nowadays. We got eight and a couple jet skis, blue water. Mm. Yeah. Now you've been a boatman here in Tavarua for how long now? Yeah, it's this is my eleventh trip as a boatman. Wow. Yeah. 11th trip in about 10 years, so, yeah. And, and you and I have been here so many times together. Yeah. A few at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So. But, yeah, we've got a little coconut tree right here. and um, Yeah, the setting is birds idyllic. Birds are flying and waves are crashing and beautiful white sand. Yeah. Little waves right now, but uh, maybe tomorrow, supposedly, according to the forecast. We'll get some surf and... Be cool because it's always nice uh, on Dozer's week. Um, It's, you know, Slater's here. And not only is he a fun guy to hang around, but it's always mind-blowing to just see him in person. You know, you see the the movies of him and stuff. And obviously, he's the greatest surfer that ever lived. But to go surfing and see it firsthand is, it's, I don't know, I, you know, it never gets old. Oh, yeah. And he's throwing you shakas in the barrel. Totally. Giving you waves. (laughs) Has he ever given you a wave? No, I do have a funny Slater story though. I or surfing with, I don't know. Do we just talk like this? Is all good? Um, so I don't know. It's like my third trip here. I had, we were already. I had already known Kelly from through Shane, who uh, Dorian, who I grew up surfing with. Um, who's but, here as well? Yeah, who's here also? Uh, but Kelly was down here, and I I don't even remember what year it is. It's it's a while ago now, but. Um, we were out surfing and the waves are pretty big. It wasn't massive or, or, um, anything, but it was pretty good size. There were some really good barrels. And, uh, this wave came in and I got this wave and I was bottom turning. I looked down on the corner and there's Kelly, like in the perfect spot to watch what I was doing. Right. And I was like, Oh, great. There's the best surfer on earth. Right. Uh, <laughs> you know, critiquing me basically like because that's what you do so i was thinking i'm on my backhand out there at cloud break and uh i was thinking i can't grab my rail then if he's if he's uh standing uh if he's sitting down there on the end i can't grab my rail i gotta you know no hand the thing so i stood up in this it was a really good wave and i stood up in it and i just whatever i took the wrong line or or my ability maybe at that time was a, a little i would ride the wave differently now i'll put it that way but <laughs> i i didn't grab my rail and I was in the barrel for a split second, and then I just started getting lit directly on the head and uh, <laughs> got so pounded, got blown up, tweaked my ankle really bad. My board disappeared into the uh, into the lagoon, and usually over here you find them. They come floating out right. you know, pretty quick, but the board went. It was just gone. It was a really good board. My ankle was all bust, and it was, it was pretty funny. I was thinking, oh, well, you know, surf like... It was a lesson. It was like, surf like yourself. Don't try to, don't think you're Slater. But he was on the corner, so it was just funny. I don't know. Well, you know, speaking of Kelly and you and Fiji and me, I remember a couple of years ago, I was coming in on the boat and, oh, excuse me. And uh, Kelly is on the beach. And he's like, Dozer, you need to get into the infirmary right now. Chad just face planted on the <laughs> reef. And I was like, What? I come running into the infirmary, and there you are, dude. You were a bloody mess. Yeah. I've never seen anything so horrific. And uh, 
want to walk us through that wave? Uh, yeah, well, you know, uh, luckily, I mean, it did look really bad. and uh, It looked like your eyelid was cut in half. Yeah, it looked, I think it looked bad. And it was kind of, it was bad, but it wasn't really that bad uh, at the end of the day. I, you know, basically what happened was, is I, at, at Cloud Break, the end of the wave is called shish kebabs, you know, kind of self-explanatory. It's really shallow and really sharp down there. And, you know, we know that the, the boatmen over here all know the wave, you know, really well because we're fortunate enough to come down and surf it a lot, right? Kelly knows the wave. Anybody who surfs it a lot knows these different areas of the wave. And um, it's just super shallow, very sharp. Uh, and I was, I had actually caught a wave and I was paddling back out and this kind of this wedge came in and I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this wave is really, really sick. And it wasn't even that big of a wave. It was probably eight foot on the face. And I, um, but I looked in to kind of get my bearings and I was like, wow, I'm really far down here. Like I'm like at shish kebabs about to take off, trying to go farther into shish kebabs. And it was like low tide. It, uh, so just because I surfed down here a lot and I was, you know, when you're surfing a lot and you're getting a lot of barrels and you're, you know, your, your mojo, comfort level yeah, your is, mojo's kind of on, yeah. you know, you know, I was like, oh, I, got, I got it. I got it. And so right. I took off and I pulled into the barrel and I was getting barreled. And then it just kind of closed out like a lot of them, you know, do down there. And it's it happens a lot to all of us. Um, and then just this time, instead of like maybe coming out the back or maybe, you know, maybe scraping or whatever, I just I don't even remember really hitting water at all. I just remember I, I just was on my face on the reef. And it was I was I was getting like shoved into the reef on my face. So well, you put your hands down. Yeah, first, well, no, I remember your hands were all. Cut that was out. after. That's what oh, I'm really? saying. Yeah, I was like on my. I had time to think in my mind, like, wow, this is gnarly, and then put my hands down <laughs> underneath me to push off, and I pushed off, and I came up, and I I just was I was just like, wow, that was gnarly. Like I just got rattled heavily. Heavily. And this is, this is the gnarliest coral in the world. Yeah, Fire it's sharp. Coral, yeah, it's sharp. You and just, gr- just blow cheese, on it. Yeah, dude. I just cheese gratered my face. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I, I In those situations, I think you just, you, you it is what it is right then. And you do, you got to get out of there. So I, I had to grab my board. You know, there's like blood in the foam and stuff. And I'm <laughs> like, wow, yep. My teeth are sore and like, cause I literally grind in my face mm-hmm. and I grabbed my board and I took like four more on the head inside there all shallow and, but just paddled out and then kind of like sat up and made sure I had all my teeth and you know, my eye was kind of hanging down cause there was a big cut, meaning my eyebrow right. was hanging down. So I was kind of like, at first I was a little worried. I was, I was, I was like, wow, did I, I, did I really mess up my, can I curse on here? Oh, like, absolutely. Sometimes I curse guys. Um, yeah, I was like, "Wow, am I really fucked up?" Because I keep my my eye my eye is kind of weird. As anyway, I paddled out. And we know all the other. There's other companies that run boats out there nowadays, right? And so I waved one of them down as this uh, Kiwi guy that I knew from surfing before, and I was like, "Wow, Henry!" And I sat up on my board. I was like, "Hey, how how bad is it?" And he's, "Bro, it's pretty bad." Hey, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Kiwi Kiwi. Uh, he's a he was like a Maori guy, huh? yeah. And uh, I was like, "Can't." Can you can you give me a ride in? And he's like, Yeah, bro, no worries. Just so I jumped on and like, you know, on Tavaru as the lifeguards. If 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 someone gets injured, we call in basically like a like a medical report, like an emergency. We call the island and we say, Here's what's 
here's what's happening. Here's what's, Get the doctor ready. Here's what's coming. Here's what's coming. Right. And so I did my own. I called in. I said, <laughs> you know, I was like, hey, guys, Chad, I just hit the hit the reef really bad on my face. Um, solid lacerations. I don't think any apparent neck damage. I can still see. I don't feel any head trauma as in concussion or anything like that. Sometimes a concussion you don't know till later, though, I right. think. Um, but but I, yeah, so I called in my own thing. The doctor had literally, like, I think she was still on the mainland. Yeah, so they called she, her. She was with me. Yeah, so she she just rolled into this, this like, you know, this situation, I guess. And I, and, but like I said, at the beginning of this story, um, at the end of the day, it was minor because it was, you know, I didn't have any neck, neck injuries. Um, my eye broken was fine. Bones. No broken bones, no cheek. I, although I didn't go and get it checked. So who knows? Maybe I did fracture right. my cheek and it fit, healed. Right. But I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, I got, I think at the end of it, it was like 28 stitches, like 10 above my, on my eyebrow, 10 right below. So that was lucky because it was, Reef was going after my, um, eyeball for sure. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I was just, I was just beat up. I was beat up yeah. real bad. And uh, yeah, Kelly was here. I got the selfie with Kelly. <laughs> yeah, right. Kelly does. And uh, I got that great shot that I posted yeah, on oh, social that was, media. Yeah, that was great. So Dozer did a fake uh, injection of, of anesthesia into my face and posted it on social media. So that's how my family, my mom and my sister and my dad right. and everybody they were found out that freaking. I hit the reef. <laughs> Dozer's like sewing me up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was all good in the end. Yeah, and I feel like you know I've been coming here ten years, and I hadn't had one stitch up until that point. So, you know, I've honestly like, hopefully, I paid my dues for a little while for another decade. Yeah, well, you, you still know? look great, my friend. Thanks. So, you face know. is a little more crooked, but it's all right. Nah, nah, it looks great. It looks great. Yeah. Um, now, where are you from originally? You know, I've I've known you always yeah. in Kona, but you. Yeah. No, or well, also, I consider the story is I I do consider myself from Kona. Uh -huh. Um, I was born in Needles, California, which is a tiny, tiny little yeah, uh, like desert on the town. Border on, of Nevada. Yeah, and it's on the border of Arizona and California. Or Arizona, yeah. And uh, it's just a tiny little desert town on the Colorado River on the Santa Fe Railroad. And um, cool. I mean, the desert. If any, if you've ever been out there, is desert's rad. Like, yeah. It's a. I. There's just a whole different cool um magical thing about the desert in in its own right you know mm -hmm. um but yeah my sister and i were born there um my dad's from oahu originally and my dad's Kailua side, yeah. yeah he's from kailua and he's part native hawaiian um and he was drafted into the vietnam war so he went to the vietnam war uh fought through the vietnam war was lucky enough to get discharged um with he got the purple heart because he got injured in battle literally but oh, it wow. was a yeah but he yes yeah, totally wow like just being out there is gnarly so and, gnarly and also just on that side note like much massive appreciation to the armed services i think i'm like you I know agree. america especially right now and what where our country's at yeah you know and, and the thing and you know in the election and all this stuff and it, it's easy to be like america's fucked up and they're you know it's just like a person like Yes. There's a, some of the greatest people have their fucking issues. So anyway, I appreciate the military and I believe in this, the concept of America and I hope and hope for it to fulfill itself, I guess, you know? Right. Um, anyhow, my dad did get the Purple Heart. Um, luckily, me, I, and I'm saying luckily, 
the injury was pretty minor. He basically got like a uh, a booby trap. The I guess the Viet Cong used to just put bamboo stakes, um, sharpened bamboo stakes, right. basically poison. So to injure the soldiers, where so if you injure someone where they're getting infected, it's going to take three guys to carry that person back instead of killing one guy. Right. Right. I'm no war strategist, but that's what I've read about it. So anyway, my dad got this bamboo stake through his hand. Got super infected. Was out in the field, got super infected, and basically got medevaced out. And just through a series of good, I say good fortune because he didn't have to go back to war, which right. is gnarly. I can't even imagine being no. so blessed as I have been in my life, you know. Um, he got, eventually ended up back in California. Where, you know, he was a drill sergeant for the military training, training people. And this is when he's 23 years old or whatever, uh -huh. right? Uh, meanwhile, my auntie, who's also from Kailua, uh, ended up in Flagstaff, Arizona, married a guy from Needles, California. And so my dad eventually ended up in Needles, hanging out with them, just loved the desert. My dad always loved hunting and being outdoors. So, and he, the desert has its own trip like that mm -hmm. and, um, got a really good job on the railroad there, Santa Fe railroad. And I got, I'll guess I'll say the rest of that part is history. I met my mom. Had my sister and I, we were little, we spent our early childhood there until uh, I was about 10. Meanwhile, we had, we had gone back and forth a few times to, um, to Hawaii to visit my grandmother who was on the Big Island. And, uh, but yeah, growing up as a little kid in the desert was awesome. Like we'd go to like secret, secret Native American cave paintings and stuff that my right. grandfather on that, that side That was needles knew. close to Joshua Tree? Nah, it's not really. It's I would say it's halfway. Like, but it still has kind of that same vibe, right? Yeah, I mean, Needles doesn't really have Joshua trees because that's specific to that area. Uh -huh. But yeah, just wide open spaces. You know, it's not forested at all. It's um, sidewinders. Yeah, sidewinders, rattlesnakes. That whole trip. Yeah, and yeah. and the river itself is a rad environment and ecosystem of its own. You know, mm -hmm. um, just growing up as a little kid there too. And it was funny though. Surfing, I always knew I was going to be a surfer. We'd gotten surfing, surfer magazine in the mail in needles since I was a tiny baby. No so, way. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, because my dad grew up surfing um, in Kailua and he, he his spot, spot was Velziland in the 60s because sure. that's the closest, you know, from the east side drive on yeah. Oahu. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and then moved to Kona and I, you know, I've spent the rest of my life that's where i live and that's where i you know that's what forged i guess my personality the most i think so i yeah i'm from kona in my mind nice. <laughs> and i'm part hawaiian so i and I've, how old were you when you moved to kona like uh, 10 years old okay cool yeah. and then you just straight into kona um what right in town or oh uh, we actually lived in waimea them? with my grandmother for the first summer yeah. um up there but yeah then straight into town and, sh and straight literally into town our first house was straight up from Banyans. Our second house was like a block over. And then uh, I was there till I graduated high, even after I graduated high school. And then eventually my parents moved up the hill to Holuoloa, just a little ways right. up the hill, I right? I bulldozed that place when yeah. I used to bulldoze. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I've lived sort of, I, I've chosen to either live up the hill in Holuoloa or literally like near Banyans. <laughs> right. Um, Oh, who, until who, now. Who were your best friends growing up? Uh, and are they still your best friends? Yeah. I mean, I love those. You know, I've this is a good question that I've thought about a lot because people do grow apart as you grow. Because, mm -hmm. you know, you're just doing, you're just in different 
time frames of your life, right? But yeah, the same people that I basically came up with um, are the are the same people. I I still consider them my best best friends. Um, you know that whole arena crew, I'll call it like right. you know Philly and uh, F- Philly Bruno and Aaron. Um, Aaron's not arena crew, but he's a best friend. But um, Raymond DeRochemont and Ali Galistani and all all this crew that kind of came out of this like surfer sort of artsy sort of I don't even know we be, we started to become friends in maybe ninth grade or eighth grade mm-hmm. and surfing and stuff and uh you know got to be great friends as you do you kind of form your little circle of your little crew in high school um and then I really started hanging out with Aaron this guy named Aaron Duncan a lot in mm-hmm. high school too because we I I had a truck and I'd drive to school and we'd surf every morning before school and he was a really good surfer um so we had kind of we kind of developed this rad like he's like my brother mm-hmm. but also surfing he was we were total rivals you know right. he and i think he uh, he's more talented than i am for sure i just get to surf more than he does so right right <laughs> now he you and him also started uh recently uh started doing yoga together started uh your own yoga classes that you guys teach? Mm. Well, uh, the yoga, I mean, doing yoga is not not recent at all for Aaron or myself, really. I um, I started practicing yoga when I was probably 20, so. Uh-huh. But yeah, it was just a natural, for me, it was an nat- organic um, process, just practicing, practicing a little more, getting a little more into it, really starting to love it deciding I wanted to learn more. Um, when I, I do have my teaching certification and I do teach yoga occasionally, but it's sort of a, I don't know. I'm on the fence about if I even want to do that. I, I love yoga. Uh-huh. I love the philosophy or, which is a broad, that's a, I'm, that's a broad stroke here. The philosophy behind much of what, uh, created the yoga asana, the yoga, the actual physical part of it. Right. Uh-huh. Um, I think yoga just in general is a is a really positive thing for human beings. So I love it. So I ended up teaching, but that's kind of what it was. I ended up doing it. Aaron, right. on the other hand, is uh, he was serious about it f- kind of from day one. And he's serious about it now. And he's super disciplined. We're opposites in a lot of ways. Like he's very disciplined. And I'm not disciplined. You know me. I'm, I'm yeah. do whatever I want. Like <laughs> all the time. All the time. <laughs> and uh, and so. So the yoga thing is, I love yoga and I like teaching it occasionally, but I'm, you know, it's a, that's a, there's no answer to that right now. Cause I don't know. Yeah. Let's talk about arena productions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got to uh, talk about that. We right? got to talk about that. You know, um, one of our good friends, I just did a podcast with him, uh, Esad and, uh, yeah. from Pepper. <laughs> yep. And you know, everybody grew up together, you know, yeah. the whole band of Pepper, you guys are all aspiring musicians um, in different fields, you know, and and you and Philly started a band called Arena Productions. Yeah. Um, rapping. Actually, in so you want kind of the, I want the, the story, story story? I want the whole story. Yeah, so we, we grew up with the Pepper Boys, Brett, Kaleo, and uh, Yasad, and they were kind of a different crew because we were the surfer guys. And they were like the music guys, really. Like from right. day one, they were doing music. Yasad was sort of both. Like he surfed, um, and uh, so he sort of was like the bridge, almost. Yasad was, 
But there was this house when we were in, I think, I think I was just out of high, me and Philly and I were just out of high school and a couple of our younger friends were, maybe they were graduating. I don't remember, but they rented a house and the house was called the arena uh -huh. and it very quickly became the house in Kona to go to, to party. Like literally it would be a Monday night and there would be nothing going on. And we'd just be at the arena, like playing ukulele, like just chilling. And sure enough, somebody would roll up with like some beers. And next thing you know, like three cars would roll up. Then it would just turn into this massive party and we'd be drinking and raging and, um, playing music and rat and you know we always we always like my first very first tape ever of my own was LL Cool J Bigger and Deffer right and that song I'm Bad is like my it, it's still such a dope track no rapper can rap quite like I can I'll take a muscle bound man and put his face in the sand like <laughs> what kind of, that's so ill <laughs> that's you know so good yeah so I was like a little kid when I had that tape you know and um so we were always, but that was all of us. We were all listening to hip hop from a young age, right? So we'd be freestyling and shit in this house. And um, eventually we just started like putting tracks together. So it, I was sort of the, the last one to jump jump on that sort of thing. So it was Tyler Weigang, Raymond DeRochemont, uh, Ryan Coleman, you know uh -huh. Ryan good, yeah. um, and Philly. And Philly was from the very beginning and to this day is still like, He's like the talented one. He's the real rapper. Right. I, I, you know, and I think everybody is in agreement on that. Like, yeah. he's just sick. He's like white Snoop Dogg or something. Philly you Blunt. Know? And he never writes anything down either. I don't know if you guys knew that, but he, it's all off the, like, he'll put a track in his truck and he'll listen to it for a few days and he'll come back and he'll be like, I think I got something. So, yeah, he doesn't write. Yeah. He just wow. memorizes. Yeah. Wow. Um, kind of like Kelly James the other day. Yeah, I Did didn't see that. See I didn't see that, but I heard about it. He just freestyled yeah. and just yeah. blew it out. Yeah, and I heard Biggie too. Um, you know, according to legend, Biggie never wrote, huh. and Jay Z too. That if you watch Fade to Black, Jay Z doesn't doesn't write. He'll go in the booth and just just spit. Wow. Yeah, Tupac wrote. You know, Eminem writes, but yeah, some guys just don't need to write. I write. Terrible freestyler, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So. It was just organic. We were hanging out. We all kind of had raps. We put out this little mixtape called Arena Mash, and people loved it. So Pepper guys, in the meantime, were were kind of starting to blow up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And they were having really big shows and stuff. They're like, if you guys do a, another album and put a little more energy into it, make it a little more legit, we'll put it out. And we were like, shoots. So we did, and we you know we worked on it, put it out. It's called Arena After Party. Uh huh. And uh, put that out and. People loved it, especially in Hawaii, I think, because a lot of yeah. the references are, you know, kind of specific mm -hmm. to, to that area. But, yeah, and that's that was the beginning of that. Uh, now, how did you get your name Splinter? <laughs> so, well, in Kona, everybody has a nickname, really. Everyone. E eventually. Yeah. Sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, you know. Right. Um, and my nickname since literally probably... I don't know. Tenth grade was was rat or ratty, right? And that came from uh, this is pre shambles too. Way, way, pre, way, yeah, way pre shambles. Pre. So uh, it came. There was this kid named Pat the Rat who used to surf with us, and he was just. A, do you know him, Pat yeah. Kahui? Oh yeah, yeah. He's epic, but he was a punk, and he was just a you know little Hawaiian kid, short, stocky, just a punk though. 
And I don't know where he got it, but his name was Ratty, uh-huh. Pat the Rat. But Aaron and I started teasing each other and calling each other Ratty. But you got to say it a certain way. You got to go, Rat, Rat, Ratty, like that. <laughs> so we'd tease each other. And somehow it stuck with me. I don't know why, but it did. So I was Rat. So when we put out this real album, right? I was like, I can't be a rapper named Ratty. I'm over that. Over that. Yeah. So I always loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I was like, Split, like Splinter is a pretty dope rap. Yeah. So that's a. I'll take that rat name. Rap name. Rat name. Rat name. Rap name. Splinter the rat. You know. And then I then it just shortened down to Splinter. So yeah. So it's, where did Arena Productions go from there? So we, you know, I, that's kind of biggest crowd, biggest venue you guys played. As Arena, I mean, we did like Conatown Music Festival, which was pretty huge for Pepper right. and slightly stupid. Yeah. Um. We we never went on the road as Arena Productions. That was kind of like done. And I don't, you know, I don't really know the reason why it was done. It's hard to have any group of five people together doing anything, right? Um. I really wanted to do. I really wanted to pursue it at the time. I was like, let's do this. We have this open open door. Let's really do it. I think people were just kind of like, I think Philly and everybody. And Philly was the was the key for that whole thing to work, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I mean, we can. But it was just basically like didn't really want to. That wasn't his passion. You know, he yeah. loves rapping, but just at the party. And like, that's cool. That's which he still does. Which today. he still does. He yeah, he'll rip it like he'll just fully he, pull it out. He he killed it at the film fest last year. Yeah. Um so I think that's I think nobody's heart was really in it. It was a fun thing and it was awesome, but it was it wasn't what they really wanted to do. Right. But I wanted to do it, so I pursued it on my own as Splinta. I remember. Yeah. So I was like, hey, if you guys aren't gonna aren't, you know, if we're not gonna have a cohesive thing and do it, I'm gonna do it on my own because Pepper's basically saying, like, here's your chance. Right. Um, so I started banging out some more music, and I think I have, like, I have, like, seven albums or something now. And obviously when I say that, that's just a collection of songs that you can get that are clumped together. It's right. not like I'm, like, Jay-Z or something. I got all these well, gold sure, albums sure, anywhere. Sure, ever sure. made any money from it. But um, had a damn good time. Got to go on a tour with Pepper, like, four times. Um, I've, I've crossed the nation with Pepper, I think three separate times. Really? Yeah. Wow. And open for them, which was so fun and so epic and so like exhausting and r- just raging across big the nation. Crowds. Yeah. Really big Colleges. crowds. Like, yeah. yeah. We did a lot of like House of Blues, um, which holds, I think like 800 people, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand people. I mean, they could be more. I, it's big clubs, I guess I'll put it that way. Yeah. Super fun. Super and fun. and big thanks to Pepper and all those guys, Brett and Kaleo and Yusad for for allowing that, you know, because that was epic. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. It was I love hip hop music, man. I I think it's a pure it's a it's a rad art form. It's one of those funny art forms though that can be so bad. Mm-hmm. It can be the worst. You know, and that's why there's so many spoof rappers, I think. You know, like uh what's that guy's name? Andy Samberg? Oh, yeah. Lonely Island. Yeah. Like, he's actually a good rapper, but he turns it into comedy because you can, because rappers are cheesy half the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, anyway. Now, you um, also, uh, you're kind of all over the place. You know? (laughs) I guess, Just, like, all over the place. 
because you are also a cinematographer, filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, you created a surf movie that won movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, Andy Carlson and I did that one together. It was it was my brainchild. I do consider that my like whatever my uh, that was my project. But he he put a lot of good energy into that too. Um, the Fifth Symphony document. But well, what was cool about that movie is. Um, surf movies at the time were just, you know, they didn't really have a story to them. No. It was the era of Taylor and Taylor Steele and punk, you know, punk music and punk and ripping rap and whatever. It's just guys just ripping and shredding. Yeah. And just fast paced moving through everything. Yeah. Um, yours actually had an insane soundtrack. Yeah, um, it did. And still get comments on that. Yeah. And it's available online. I don't know how you do this, but we can put the link up or something. Absolutely. We yeah. will for sure. We'll put it on my website and then cool. and everywhere from there. And but that movie is still today one of my favorites. Cool. Good. And the doctor Matt just said that too. He's like, You did that? Love yeah. that movie. Yeah. I'm it's it's uh kind of like a thicker than water. Yeah. Um, that whole that whole vibe, you Totally. Know? Well, you say it's funny you say that because we were making Fifth Synth and we were like three quarters of the way done and thicker than water came out. And I was like, damn it. That's the movie I wanted to make. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, in, in a way, like not, not, not really, but I was like, wow, they captured the vibe that I was looking for too. So yeah, Chris Malloy did but that. So did you. Yeah. We, I, you know, and, I was, and it, and it won. It, it the, I was baffling. It to me. won in front of the whole entire surfing yeah, it was world. Pretty crazy. I think it was just the time. The movie is good. It, it it's it's authentic and it's genuine. Is you know, and it makes you. Here's my theory. That movie makes you feel like you're hanging out with the people in the movie and that you could be one of them. So it has this like it connects to people, right? There's a lot of movies out there where, you know, and fuck it, I'll name names. Like what's the guy's name? Uh, Kai Neville. Mm -hmm. His movies are like they're the rad kids in school and you can't hang out. Right. Like the movies, like he's talented filmmaker, um, super talented. Like the movies are rad, but I don't connect with them on that. I'm like, they're way too cool for us. Right. You know, I think Fifth Symphony, it was the opposite. Like you, everybody was like, wow, I, I could do, I would be there. And right. I, they seem cool. Because it did have that story. and um, which, it, le which led to your, your next collaboration with Andy was a common thread. Well, Andy actually did that one on his own. Right. Yeah. And um but you kind of helped him out in the in the back on that. And yeah, just I mean it, but it had that same yeah. that same vibe, that totally. same thing that saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm a pro surfer. Um I'm a regular guy who could barely surf." Yeah, yeah, that's what Common Thread did. Yeah. Yeah, and and it brought them together. Totally. And yeah. it was it was such an awesome thing. I actually Got to go with Andy to the Surfer Pole Awards for no, that nice, because nice. he got nominated for that. Cool. And yeah, we had so much fun. I think you were there as well too. Yeah, but. Surf. Um, that movie Fifth Symphony. You know, going back to that, it was. I think it was a lot of it was just timing, just like everything in your life. You know, uh, it had been Taylor had been owning it with with all those rad like who doesn't love the momentum movies, right? right? But they were so rad that everybody. There was like a, there was like a hundred wannabe Taylor Seals making 
wannabe momentums. Right. And people were just ready for something, something different, you know, something actually going back to more of like a Jack McCoy or, or even earlier, you know, like the endless summer type feeling of like the story, a little right. bit more substance, you know, um, scenery. Mm, <laughs> like scenery who who would have thought? Incredible. Yeah. So, um, people were ready for it. The soundtrack was really good. It was rad too. Like the movie was so, we had, we had no funding to start. And then Greg Browning was the guy who kicked that thing off. Like he, you know, he, we're friends from same thing through Shane, everything through Shane sure. at some point. Cause Shane's from Kona and we, we've been friends since, you know, high school, Shane, Shane early put high school. Us together. Shane puts everybody together. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Greg Browning was like, hey, this is really good stuff you guys are doing. We got amazing footage of Shane and Greg. Mm -hmm. He's like, let me pitch it to my sponsor at that time was Ezekiel. And they gave us a little bit of money. But but still, we were super, like, had minimal money. And it was so, like, I think it was so authentic even for even for the, the surfers themselves that they weren't, there was no, like, pressure. They were just like, yeah, shoot, come along. Right. Like, with Kelly, we, I ended up with Kelly and Eddie Vedder and... Derek Hine on like this tiny island in South Australia getting epic waves and having this epic trip and Joe Kern was there and it was just like had it been any bigger it wouldn't happen because it would have been too much like just too much you know right. it was me and my camera yeah. a couple batteries and just going for it all the music was free because we literally we'd we'd scroll through at that time it's still CDs uh -huh. you order the CD and you'd email the people you'd be like hey uh can we use this song? We have zero money. <laughs> right. If you if we, you got if you're gonna make us pay, we won't use it. Like that's it. There's no negotiation. Yeah. And it was rad, man. Like. Did you did you get any no's? Yeah, we got a, a couple. You know, we got a couple, but well, whatever. Most were pretty cool. Well, the songs were were not your average ordinary songs that yeah. you'd hear. We use a lot of like folky type music. Yeah. You know who I need to shout out to for that is Andrew Kidman for uh, Litmus. I don't uh -huh. know if you ever seen that, but no. Yeah, Kidman's a, he's an Australian guy, he lives like near, near Byron. Just rootsy dude, like, plays good music, makes rad films, and this film named Litmus came out and was super under the radar. And it f influenced everybody from me, Jack Johnson, Chris, to all those guys. Like, eh, people love Litmus, so check yeah. that out too, yeah. Yeah, now, now this movie also led you in a direction of, uh, Something that, you know, we're all excited about every single year mm. that happens in Kona. And, and it's gotten pretty friggin' big. Yeah. Um, where the whole, almost the whole island comes out and supports it is the Kona Surf Film Festival. Oh, yeah. And uh, what year are we going into now? This 2017 will be our 13th year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? And, yeah. And it's, uh, when is it? It's in January. Yeah, right? January 28th. Um, and it's usually right around when Shane's having his cakey class. Yeah, we, so we, we it's, and it's, in. that sort of was organic too. It just sort of happened that way. We, um, Shane does the, I think he does the third weekend and I do the last weekend. Uh -huh. Yeah. So now what is the surf film festival about? What is, what is your main, um, essentially it started by screening fifth symphony. Honestly, we mm -hmm. had to screen the, we wanted to screen a premiere for Fifth Symphony. Interestingly enough, I wasn't even there for that because I was on Tavarua ah. uh, filming for The Blueprint right. with Shane for my first time here. The first time I ever came to that Tavi. That was another great movie. Was, uh, I made The Blueprint and I came to Tavi and Andy Irons was here, had just signed with Billabong. 
That was epic. Like, it was just a cool trip. But I missed the premiere of Fifth Symphony. Uh-huh. But Andy was there to hold it down. Nice. But how we, um, Andy, or Andy Carlson was Andy there to Carlson. hold it down, yeah. Um, but through that relationship of screening those movies, we we developed this, you know, this relationship with this theater in Kona called the Aloha Theater, this historic theater. And um, we screened Common Thread there. We screened... Um, uh, Blueprint. I think we did the Bruce. I don't even remember. We did the Bruce movie. I don't know. Remember what year it was that? Yeah, I remember. That. We did a couple like one-off movies, right? And then I was just like, why don't we clump some movies together and make a rad little surf film fest? And mm-hmm. literally, like, that's how it started. You know, we just we did six years there at the Aloha Theater. Just I would curate films. We'd show them for two days, and it'd be you know super fun. Then we got this offer. The demand. The demand got bigger. For the fest, you mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just started Everybody getting Everybody wanted to come. Yeah, it started getting super packed at the theater, and then uh, it got, it basically got momentum. And this hotel, um, not even in Kona, really, in Waikoloa, right. what, approached us because they wanted to change their sort of like their marketing. And they were like, hey, we love your thing. Can We want to bring it up to our hotel. Yeah. We'll provide the space and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, let's try it. Yeah. So then it, that blew it up. Then we got two nuts. Yeah. <laughs> no. That was good, though, man, because there's, it's yeah. not just a film festival. It, you know, Kona's a great place for uh, aspiring artists yeah. and everything. So we get to showcase um, artists and all that, all that they bring to the table. And, um, and there's just jewelry makers and you yeah. name it. Everybody's Tons of vendors there. and artists and craft makers. And, yeah, so we do live music. Uh, films, obviously, um, craft makers. This year, I'm stoked. We're having uh, Melee Murals. You know who they are? Uh-huh. Um, they're this organization that basically it's it's sort of like Native Hawaiian um, leaning. Uh-huh. It's not, you know, it's not no no howlies gonna come or whatever, yeah. but it's not at all. But it's I think it's it's geared for Native Hawaiian kids. But artists team up with these kids and they paint these huge murals, um, mostly like, like- mostly Hawaiian themed. Like over at HPM? That's the big, theirs. The big owl. Yep, that's theirs. Yeah. So they're going to do a live one at our event um, on panels. Wow. Yeah, we're going to have a bunch of live music, uh, some really good films. We got a Mayans film. Yes. Yeah, so he's premiering Hawaii Film Festival sometime in December, but we're going to do, we're going to have a screening of it on the Big Island. That film's amazing, called Given. Uh-huh. It's so cool. That's I've it's seen. Really cool. I've seen the highlights for it. Yeah, I haven't it, seen the whole movie. It's pretty rad. Like, and they, it's it's rad because it it's one of those movies that could have been we it could have been cheesy, right? But they just I think they nailed it. Like, good job. Yeah. Um, yeah. Artists, good times, drinks, food, and it's a two day event. This year it's one we've 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 scaled it to one day. Um, it's just it's it's simpler and and more streamlined for everybody involved. So we, we streamed it to one day. Yeah. We might go back to two days, you know, one of these days, but yeah, it's still, it's still what's rad about it is it's still a grassroots family, mm-hmm. like low key event, even though it's gotten so big, but meaning like we have, bro, we have like four bands and like 10 films and all this stuff. And oh, your yeah. ticket is 20 bucks. Yeah. Like where do you get that? Yeah. And it's you know? right on the ocean. Yeah. Right at the King Cam yeah. hotel. Beautiful grass, you know, yeah. lawns out there, and yeah. palm trees, and beautiful people walking around. Yeah, yeah, sick. it's awesome. Go jump in the water, go watch a movie. Totally. Yeah, 
<laughs> so much fun. I can't wait. Every year it's it's yeah, the it's best. cool. I love and and you know the surfing industry. To be honest, I'm not like a fan. The surfing industry as a whole is kind of it's kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. There's some weird. It's weird because surfing's so epic, but there are these like amazing individuals who inhabit the surfing world. You know, like Big Tony and Bob Hurley. Right. How, how legendary is that guy? Oh yeah. How cool um, is that? Yeah. Guy? You know, and they're, they've just made it so rad. Like, so I want to thank all those guys. Like, there's too many to name, but there's, there's so many people in the surfing world that have really like supported the event, you know, made it happen. And in the Kona community as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just cool and it keeps it, for instance, uh, we had a film um, and they were like, Am I running over time? Babbling. Nope, <laughs> they had a film and they were like, hey, do you pay screening fees? And I was like, you know, we, it's negotiable, but traditionally we don't pay screening fees. And it's not because we don't we don't respect your art at all. Right. It's because we want to keep our tickets 20 bucks, you know, and we do help. We've we we are not a not we are not a nonprofit, but we always support in one way or another nonprofits every year from there's been so many now but this year it's hawaii wildlife fund who does awesome like beach cleanups and coastal awareness stuff and surf rider kona um yeah there's so many if you go on the website you'll see but so usually those filmmakers are like oh cool yeah we get your vibe we get we get what you're doing so you don't have to pay and also we don't charge any like a lot of film festivals you go if, if there's any filmmakers listening you go on their submission thing and you got to pay 30 bucks Wow! and you got to fill out like a two page form. Like you go to our submit your film and it literally says no forms, no fees, just send your film and guaranteed. I still get emails. What do I got to do? Or what? And I'm just like, just send the thing. Just send it over. <laughs> just send it. I'll watch it. And right. I was, know. I was trying to get, I, that one guy, um, uh, that did thunder cloud. I don't know his send, name. I don't know his name, but I know the. Yeah. Oh wait, is that um? I just brain farted right me now. Me too. Uh, anyhow, anyway. I, the, yeah, Thundercloud. Yeah. So apparently, I've got a little cameo appearance in that movie. Oh, sick! Uh, <laughs> over here in Tavaro. But um, what is your plans for the film festival? Just let it grow organically, or do you pl- hmm. you know do you have a dream where yeah. one day it may be like a Sundance Film Festival. Well, this is more like a life question dozer. Yeah. You know, we both hit uh, <laughs> decade marks here. This, this oh, week. my God. <laughs> it's been heavy. You turn 40. I, I'm going to turn 40 at the end of this month. Yeah. yeah. I'll be down here. Happy early birthday. Thank you. And, Happy belated to you. And I turn 50 here. So. You're like a young man still, bro. Oh, my God. You too. You <laughs> too. You. And your face still looks good from the rave. <laughs> Yeah, but no, like with Film Fest, it's it's just so rad. And to be honest, most years when I'm done with Film Fest, I'm like, okay, that was it. That's done. Because it's a ton of work. Like it's it's a ton of work. Oh, I've yeah. never calculated the hours I put into it, but I don't even know. It's just it's just a massive amount of work. But um, but it's so rad, and I feel like the community really, really loves it. And I try, like honestly, like to get beyond like just what I'm going to do with Film Fest, like, I'm no saint at all, you know, but I want to try to be like a halfway decent human, do my little part. And I think the Film Fest is a good thing. So I like doing it, you know, I'd like doing it for, 
you know, getting people stoked, having something to go to, showcasing their art, you know. Um, so what but are, I don't what know are the dates for it again. The twenty eighth of January. Twenty eighth of January. Yeah. So it'll we'll definitely do it this year, and then I don't know the dream. I right. don't know what I'm doing at all, like, in general. Like, what about traveling? You plan on traveling anywhere else? You've traveled all over the world. Yeah, I've been I've been a lot of places. How many countries now. have you been to? I counted. They have, like, the map counter on, uh, uh-huh. on you can go on Google and do, like, country counter or whatever. Right. And I, I, I think I've done 22 Ooh. last count. So that's pretty good. All surf countries? No. I've done, like, uh, like, I was in Spain, which is a surf country, but I didn't surf. I was just traveling around. Uh-huh. Um, but mostly surf countries. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been to Fiji 10, 11 times and I've been to Australia eight times, been to Tahiti a couple of times, like a couple of them have been many times, you know, um, you got to travel. It's, I think that it will make you the most open. That's the thing that will open you up the most as a human is traveling and just seeing that this way of living meaning where you live or where you grew up is not the only way and there's different it just makes you more tolerant and more accepting and more you know as much as you can absolutely be as a person you know do you plan on going anywhere else um so tavi's always on always on the list right but so i'm doing ta i'm doing tavira this year then i go home and i'm uh i'm at home till film festival and uh Indo's on my list. Oh, so my list, right? Indonesia, because I went there when I was 18 or 19. I'd never been back. I just want to go get barreled again somewhere. Right. I haven't been to um, Indo in a while. Yeah, I've, I haven't been in really long while. I think about, oh my gosh, probably about, it was 2008. Yeah. Wow. Was the last time I went to I'm Indo. Two th- I was 1995, brah. Oh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Um, you know what's cool to me about I I don't know if it has to do with getting older or it has to do with that you've just done a lot of stuff a lot. So you're kind of you're kind of satiated on it. Like I've surfed a lot. Like I'm I love surfing and I don't think I'll ever stop surfing. Mm-hmm. But now these days I'm I'm able to let let surfing go a lot easier than I used to be able to. Like Southeast Asia sounds rad. Like Cambodia sounds rad. I want to go to Cambodia. Just go trip around and see temples and do yoga and eat, Mm. you know, food and just different, you know, things where before I'd be like, well, there's no, there's no surf there. Now I'm, now I'm just, I'm psyched on different things. I really love yoga. In general, the ocean is epic too. I have a rad, rad job on a, on a, scuba um and snorkel and whale watch boat and it's sick we get to see all kind of rad animals right it's just so there's a there's still a really big world out there that i haven't seen a lot of so yeah i mean what about chicks (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna get to that always i didn't know you'd get to that man wow what about chicks (laughs) you got any chicks in your life or you just being a playboy no, I, you're just you know chicks want to be with you. No, I don't know that. All these different. Okay, countries. you know what? Let me let me just just for the record, I do not know chicks want to be w- with me at, at all, and I don't Every actually. Every th- time I turn around, you've got some hottie <laughs> with you. What are you talking <laughs> about, dude? Hey, uh, those are BB for coffee at Kona Coffee and Tea, wow. and you show up with just some <laughs> little supermodel. What's up with that? 
I don't know. Share the love, bro. I like girls. Don't they have Don't they have girlfriends? I don't know. Share the love. Hold on. Let me finish my thought here. Let me Let me finish my thought. So, there's one of your other boatmen. No, he's this guy's straight legend. Fly dog. You can't even hear us. He's in his zone. He's uh, looking for Sly Dog. Stephen Chu. He's a he's a legendary boatman. Sly. You got a, you got any good stories about Chad? No, 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 none of that. I'm serious. <laughs> Let me finish this off. I love it. I'll tell you after. No way. Come on. Let me. Fin- I need to finish my thought. This yes. one, this one's serious. Yeah, because you said you know they want to be with you. I really don't know that. I just, I just, I just try to be as authentic as I can. And and if it works, then it works. And this goes with everything. Like I don't think I'm particularly talented at filmmaking or rapping or and a lot of people agree with me they'll be like he sucks you know and that's part of the deal i just feel but you're like just having fun i just feel like as a human like i have everybody has dreams and they have a bucket list right they right. do whether they've written it down or not that's a different story but people have things that ha- have crossed their mind that they go i want to do that and my philosophy is is if i have that then most of the time i'll i'll try to do it uh-huh. even if i fail yeah. you know like the movie thing, I, come on! Like I was a rapper, bro. You think, you think if I had any semblance of like not white, going after it, white yeah, Hawaiian rapper, yeah, I could have easily just quit a million times because yeah, uh, a little white Hawaiian rapper talking about surfing, right. literally like we tag it surf bum rap half the time. But I just feel like you know we're only here on the earth a short time, and a big part of it is is, is you know kind of like stockpiling those experiences and and living your life to the to the max and like maybe pushing the pedal to the metal, uh-huh. you know, few times, few thousand times or so, right? <laughs> you know? And, uh, I don't think chicks want to be with me. I'm just like, Hey, fuck it. Let's give it a go. So um, what's on your bucket list. You're talking about a bucket list. What, what is left for you? I'll give job? you, a, I'll give you, there's, there's a lot. I would love to build a tree house. How about that one? That's not even like a crazy one. Yeah. I just, I love tree houses. I think it'd be rad to build a tree house. Uh-huh. You know? I want to have a dog eventually. I love dogs. I do too. But I'm too noncommittal to have a dog. So I just go up to my parents' house every day and pet the dogs. Right. You know? Uh, my son's always asking me, Dad, let's get a dog. And yeah. I'm like, crap, I travel so much. Yeah, exactly. So, really little, I mean, the bucket list, it sounds like this big thing. Like, I want to skydive. I want to see Mon- Machu Picchu. Which, yeah, it's valid. Also, they can be little things, you uh-huh. know? Um I just crossed one off, actually. Uh, Pachi and I, Jason Napolitano, who's a super good friend of mine from down here. He's an epic boatman, too. Boatman character. That's a bucket list. The boatman documentary would be amazing. It would. You'd got to get a lot of people to sign off on that, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, But I think it'd be so rad. The boatman beret is insane. I just think the the stories from day one from Dave Clark and all those guys it'd be it would be such a rad rad documentary. So why don't you do it? I'm working on it, honestly. I'm it's it's in the it's still like kind of we'll floating get, around in my head. We'll get Hurley to sponsor it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we just Jason and I we climbed Matterhorn Peak, California. You just did that. We just did it, and um, it had been on my bucket list for. So the inspiration from that was uh, Jack Kerouac's book. Kerouac's my favorite writer. If I had, if I had to choose, he's my favorite just uh, just because his, just who he is. Mm-hmm. I love his books. There's better writers, but 
He's my favorite writer. Let's just, we'll just say that. He wrote this book called Dharma Bums. And in the book, him and another character named Jaffe Ryder go and climb this mountain, Matterhorn Peak. And ever since I read it, I was probably 22 when I read it. Uh-huh. I was like, I want to do that. I want to climb that mountain. Right. There's other mountains in that same area that you could go climb. But, you know, I was like, I want to climb that one. So I actually tried to go one Where's time before. It's uh, right on the border of Yosemite. Uh-huh. Um, in central California, I guess I'll say. And yeah, it's, it's not like, a. it's not a, a crazy climb compared to a lot of climbs on the earth, Right. but it's also, it's not easy. Well, what makes it so special? Well, for me, it was the book, right? Right. S- secondly, I went with one of my best friends on the earth, um, who we've just shared so many funny, epic times down here, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, it was on my bucket list. That's like I said, that's important to me. I literally on my list and I do have a proper list, climb Matterhorn Peak. So I went and I fucking did it. You do, you see what you want and you, then you go backwards. You, you, you compile the list of things you have to do to get there and you start checking them off and eventually you'll get there. Right. And we went, he picked me up. We went up to, uh, we drove up there, camped out, hiked the thing. It's a, uh, 13 and a half miles round trip. So you, you can, if you're gnarly, you can do it in one day, mm-hmm. which we're, we were like, no way. I would do it in two. I would do it in two nights and three days next time. We did it and we spent one night up there. Um, it's an elevation gain of like, <laughs> you go from 7,000 feet to 12,500 feet. So mm-hmm. 5,000 and a half feet. Um, so you're hiking up. Right. And then the last thousand feet is, like they call it a scramble. You're not even, you're using your hands. It's so steep. Wow. And then the last 200 feet is you're climbing, uh-huh. but it's not technical gnarly climbing. Like if you're in decent shape, you can, you can do it. Sure. But yeah, we got to, the, we t- got to the summit and bro, it's 360 degree view of Yosemite and, um, the Sawtooth mountain range is where it's at. And it was epic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then we came down, drove to San Francisco and, Went on a two-day bender. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and saw atmosphere. Nice. Yeah, I love atmosphere. Yeah, I saw that on your on your Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, atmosphere is one of the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, the bucket list. That's so. I came home. I literally crossed it. Boom. Doesn't mean you can't do it again, but I'm like stoked on that. Did you see any bears or anything? No, we didn't see any bears, but there are bears up there. But supposedly. They're black bears, which are timid and small. Yeah. Kind of sounds to me like, oh, they're only, you know, oceanic white tips. Right. They don't. But then next thing you know, you see on the news, somebody gets bitten. Sure, (laughs) sure. But we didn't see any, no. um, You know, black bears can get pretty friggin' mean, man, especially if it's a mom and her babies. Well, that's any mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I always look out for those guys when I'm hunting in Idaho. I'm sure. And I but does, Ido- does Idaho have also have the grizzlies or the gnarly ones, right? Yeah, but not in the area where I hunt. Yeah, um, it's it's black bears. Okay, so I, I still I carry a handgun with me f- just for black bears, um, wolves, <laughs> and mountain lions. Yeah, mountain lions are gnarly too, huh? Wolves are worse. Are, I bet. Yeah, I, I'm more afraid of a wolf. But don't wolves all unless they're the lone wolf is kind of the the oddity, right? Yeah. So when they travel in packs, like they're super scary. Super like you're scary. kind of screwed. 
dude, I had a friend that was uh, hunting out there, and he's sitting up against a tree. You know, you're you're walking these mountains. They're steep as fuck, bro. And um, looking for elk, he sits down with his bow, and the one day he didn't have a handgun with him, and he's just taking his little afternoon nap, and all of a sudden, he sees a wolf. And this thing's that picturesque wolf all snarled oh up, you God. know, teeth. Yeah. So he takes his bow and he pulls back and he shoots the thing. Well, it turns around and digs out screaming, row, row, row. a dozen wolves are behind him. He didn't even know. And they come screaming by him and chase that wolf down and then kill that wolf. Wow. It was so friggin' heavy. That's sketchy. Yeah. He was just like, oh, my God, I got to get out of here now. He literally ran miles back to his truck. You want to pause it? No, it's all right. What's up? Oh. <laughs> we got Jordan Palmer, former nice. NFL quarterback. I was, um, I was wondering. I was wondering what sport you played. <laughs> yeah. The guy's the, the guy's the shit, him and his brother. And we're going to get to Jordan soon and do a podcast with cool. him this week. So. I'm the worst sports fan ever. I have no idea what goes on. Yeah. I do. Hey, John John, though, is it a sport? Surfing is a sport. Is it? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that it's was going to be in the Olympics. That was just epic. John John's win. So, yeah, congrats, Double John. Big, big time. Big time. Well, Chad, thanks for being on the show. No um, worries. How could people find you? Instagram, uh, Facebook, yeah, Chad website. K, yeah. If you just. You know, I actually do have a like a personal weird. It's not weird. It's a website that goes to all the other stuff. Uh -huh. It's chadkcampbell.com. And all the ats are Chad K. Campbell. Gotcha. So, yeah. Or Conister Film Festival yep. for that one, too. And then but once again, that's January 18th, 28th. Yeah, January 28th. 28th. Yeah. And uh, right in Kona, if you guys want to know more about it, you can check onto my website where you'll be able to link right to that. Now, I have one question that I always ask everybody at okay. the end. And, uh, you know, because I've I've seen some weird shit in my <laughs> life. Yeah. And uh, have you ever had anything, whether it be just, just totally unexplained, whether it be ghosts, aliens, huh. something happened to you, or that you've experienced somewhere in the world? You know what? I... You know, we live in a place where yeah. the mana is really friggin' heavy. Yeah. Well, that's maybe that's energy. it. Like, I feel like, okay, I feel like I, I've heard the drums, the Night Marcher drums okay. before. But in my reality, that's not that weird. It's sort of like, yeah, we did. Right. Um, And we didn't see, I didn't see them or anything. So it wasn't like so baffling. I was like, yeah, it probably is. Right. Um, I haven't had anything really crazy or spooky or... You know, I've had a lot of good experiences where you're just, you just feel like the universe, I guess you'll say, where whether it's you're out surfing, um, you know, and the waves are so good and it's the sun's doing this thing or, you know, yeah. um, but nothing specific that I'm like, there was this one time where I saw a lady in a dress, right. you know, uh, it's, I picked her up hitchhiking. Yeah, exactly. You know, I haven't had anything really, you know, specific, but I do. Definitely, like, I think there's more to it than what's on the surface, more to this this world. I think humans, basically, I think humans <laughs> kind of don't know shit. 
you know, and we've forgotten a lot too. Oh, absolutely. So we block a, a lot of shit out yeah, we, too. Yeah. And we, we, uh, we're in an interesting time as far as, as far as our, as far as the human race goes, like, are we going to pull it or are we going to just blow ourselves up? So right. hopefully we can, we can pull it off and be positive. I'm like I said, I'm definitely not perfect at all. I've got all kind of stuff going on, but well, I am. Yeah, well, you can be perfect over there. I'll stay over here and my, enjoy my humanness. But yeah, trying. I think as long as you try 100%, you know, try your best. Yeah. As long as you're doing two steps forward and one step back instead of the other way. Right. One step forward, two steps back. So, yeah, yeah always moving forward. Love it. Well, thanks for being on the show, dude. Cool, those. All right. Thanks. We got a new swell coming in tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully it's going to be pumping. Shano's leaving tonight. I heard that. He's got the Jaws contest. They are run- They are going? They are running okay. it. So we're actually going to be able to watch him <laughs> surf in the Jaws contest from here. Wow. Here's yeah. Gigi. That's a good thing about the humans nowadays. We, we're pretty good at connecting with each other. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Well, Shoots, thanks cool, everyone brah. for tuning in. And until next time, a hooey ho. Thanks everyone for tuning in and thanks to my sponsors for making this happen each and every week. If, if it wasn't for them, uh, you guys wouldn't be getting it because these guys are the big support that I have to bring this to you. Um, if you guys ever plan on spending some time in my backyard right here on the Big Island, your first stop should be, without a doubt, Kona Boys. They've been serving up Island Life and Aloha gear since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides, paddleboard tours, um, and lessons. And they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kealakekua Bay. So if you need rentals for boards, bikes, boogies, or other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. If you need advice from trained water people who care about your experience in the water, as well as the health and preservation of our resource right here in Hawaii, then Kona Boys is your spot. We have two stores that you can choose from. They have the Beach Shack down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel, or they have um, the main store down in Captain Cook. Uh, They have all kinds of gear, clothing, accessories, you name it, check them out. Um, If you're not here in Hawaii, you can go to their website at www.konaboys.com and check them out, see whatever they got. And just for listening, enter in promo code at checkout and you guys get 15% off with those nose. And same thing if you're in the store or down at the beach shack, just tell them you heard it on Doe's nose. They'll give you 15% off. So um, if you guys are also ever in Kona, you want to make sure you go to Kona Coffee and Tea. It's where I go every single morning to get my morning crack on. Um, I walk in there. The girls greet me with a smile. Best cup of coffee on the planet. And uh, this coffee's so insane. They grow it up on the slopes of Hualalai, and they roast it up there and bring it down fresh every single day for us to enjoy. And it doesn't get any better than that. You can check them out at KonaCoffeeTea.com and order some of the best coffee on the planet. Maverick Sport Fishing, Captain Trevor Child. Uh, This guy specializes in uh, quarter day, half day, three quarter day, and full day charters. Uh, If you guys ever want to catch that thousand pound marlin, this is the place to do it right here in Kona. Everybody knows the best 
marlin fishing in the world is right here. Well, this is one of the best boats that you could ever be on. Um, whether it's a marlin or just a mai mai or an ahi or whatever it is that you guys want to catch, these guys can help you do it. They will get you hooked up, literally. Um, this is a beautiful boat. It's air-conditioned, top-of-the-line gear. Uh, it's, it's the only boat that I, I ride in. It's the best there is. So check them out, mavericksportfishingkona.com or give Captain Trevor Child a call at 808-896-7985. Hurley Clothing. Um, Bob Hurley is a good friend of mine, and he started this company back in 1999. At that time, surfing was all about being cooler than the other guy and keeping it as exclusive as possible. With the launch of Hurley, Bob changed the perception of what surfing can be for him. It's all about positivity, inclusiveness, and making the absolute best product on the planet. And they do with their board shorts, the phantom board shorts that you see everybody wearing. And a big congratulations out to John John Florence, just became our new world champion. The guy's badass and just won Triple Crown as well. So um, uh, check him out at uh, Hurley.com and you don't want to miss out on any of their gear. It's the best. GoPro. GoPro has been transforming the way people visually capture and share their lives. What began as an idea to help athletes self-document themselves engaged in their sport, GoPro has become a standard for how people capture themselves engaged in their interests, whatever they may be, from extreme to mainstream, professional to consumer, GoPro enables the world to capture and share its passion in the form of immersive and engaging content. For more information, go to GoPro.com or check them out on any of the social media sites, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Oakley sunglasses. These things are the best glasses on the planet. They've just came out with a whole new prism lens line that I'm loving, man. They have a for fishing, you know, and it goes back to Maverick Sport Fishing. <laughs> they have these deep water lenses, these shallow water lenses. I'm telling you, they, they block out certain colors that help enhance, you know, what you're looking at in the water, whether it be the fish or just looking at the corals or whatever it is. These glasses are badass. You definitely need to check them out. Go to oakley.com and get yourself a pair of the best glasses on the planet. Um, Deuce Jim. Deuce Jim, these guys, they're over in Venice Beach. It's my buddy Logan's gym. And I'll tell you why. It's the best gym on the planet. These guys will take anybody off the street, welcome them in, welcome them in as a family, and uh, just embrace them. And it's all about, it's all about, you know, it's not your typical club where you go in there and it's, they're trying to sell you a membership, you know? These guys just want to help you get healthy. And they'll customize a workout for you, whether it's uh, cardio or strength training. Or if you want to go even better and you want to do CrossFit or strongman training, they do it all there, man. And, um, and, and it doesn't matter if you're 8 or 80. These guys will customize the workout just for you. Um, Original Nutritionals. It's another one of Logan's companies. Um, these guys aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. 
My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it right. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need for listening. All you got to do is enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout for 15% off. That's it. It's another one. 15% off with DOZENOSE at checkout, and you'll get um, some of the best stuff on the planet. So um, once again, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram, Dozer Dave, Facebook, Dozer Dave Barnett, Twitter, Dozer Dave Knows, and of course my website, dozenose.com. Don't forget to go to iTunes, give me a rating, let everybody know how good the show is. Can't work without you guys helping me. So um, thanks everyone for tuning in, and until next time, ahuiho.